Welcome to Woman Up, the Desperate Art Wives podcast series in association with the Women's Art Library. This episode, we're speaking with Amanthe Harris. Artist and author Amanthe Harris has written several stories. Red Sari is now used as a teaching resource in Sweden, and her novella Lantern Evening won a Gatehouse Press New Fictions Prize in 2016. Hello, Amanthe, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you. Um, I have been looking over your work um, over the last few years and uh, would love to know more. Um, for, for starters, your writing is often about Sri Lankan culture and women. Does your writing come from personal experiences or are you gathering stories um, of other people? Um, uh, probably a mixture of uh, personal incidents, perhaps, or experiences that aren't directly used in the stories, but certain emotions maybe, or settings. And often the stories are a way of exploring certain maybe discomfort or tensions to do with transitions I've made personally. So the stories are constructions in a way to explore this. And so personal experience obviously lends a sort of depth to characters, experiences in the stories, but also uh, they lend a sort of um, purpose to having had those experiences in the first place because then you can use them and you can resolve certain things in the fiction that perhaps in real life you can't and you have to give up on in real life perhaps. But in the fiction, you know, things can be explored and... uh, changed and made into new experiences for the characters which is kind of the exciting thing about fiction for me that you can make these worlds make these people behave in ways that you'd like to see or outcomes you'd like to see in real life so in Red Sari um, it follows the tale of of a young woman who is about to be married and who is having debates with her family over, um, over what to wear. Mm. Um, what, what inspired that, um, that particular story and, um, and those uh, ideas around um, fashion, I guess, but also uh, culture? Um, so that was a big transition, the whole kind of becoming married and taking on a new role in that sense and also to some extent stating who I was at that stage, um, which was very much a hybrid person who'd grown up in Sri Lanka, but very much a part of growing up in Britain as well, and liking everything about both places all at the same time. And so I wanted to um, look at the sort of conflicts that I was experiencing. But the story is fiction, and the ho- most of it is fictionalised. Um, and... Uh, but they, those feelings were also in there are, are real. So it's this funny kind of juxtaposition of, of fantasy and reality and um, wish, wishfulness um, all going to making the story. And, 
And in fact, that story was one of the first stories where I stopped writing directly from experience and sort of allowed myself to play with elements. And that's, I think, the first story for me that really worked. Um, because and it, and it was nice to be re- to be recognised. Um, it was broadcast on Radio Four, and um, that was a really beautiful recording that they made of it. And uh, uh, it's been picked up since by other, uh, as you mentioned, the Swedish textbook. And but it, it was very much a story that was made up by, from lots of little pieces and elements, and it was working out the composition, and and, and that was really what was um, exciting. And so I've use that for subsequent stories, that that playfulness and sort of being free to let elements cohere and um, create new compositions with things that I already experienced. I think it um, just seems like a really um, excellent way of exploring identity, uh, especially across cultures. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I advise people to go and find it and read it. <laughs> um, Oh, it's in Kin. New, um, new, um, it was edited by Karen McCarthy and published by Serpent's Tale. So it, it, it is available as an anthology, as part of an anthology. Excellent. So that's the, the anthology is called Kin, K-I-N. Yes. Thank you, Amanthi. Um, could you tell us a bit more about Lantern Evening, the novella that won the um, Gatehouse New Fictions Prize? Yes, um, that was another story that um, I experimented with initially um, and then really got into as I started to work on it. Um, initially it was I was trying to explore that time when you're waiting to give birth and you really have no idea how it's going to turn out and it's that feeling of um, inevitability you know this baby is going to come and you're going to be a mother to it and you have no idea whether you're going to be a good mother or a bad mother or <laughs> whether your baby's going to like you or whether you're going to like the baby and all the fears and the, 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 the it's about connection I suppose the fear of connection and and the fear of it and the longing for it and so that was what I wanted to explore and also just the fear of change um, that enormous transition and once once I'd realised that's what I was doing, then it was quite um, a fun and kind of scary exercise to just play with other elements, um, me- memories and uh, sort of invented sort of characters and scenarios. And, and uh, so I constructed this very lo- much longer narrative than the usual short stories I've been working on. Can you describe a bit about the story? of? Um... Um, so it's very much a, a, about a woman who's waiting to give birth. And, um, in, and But she's also looking back on her childhood. And that's where I, I kind of drew on my childhood in Sri Lanka and um, having had a very lovely kind of very um, visually stimulating um, kind of world in which I lived. So I drew very heavily on that. And it's happening at the time of a very big Buddhist celebration where there's lanterns and um, colours and uh, it's all very magical. And so... Um, this was the sort of basis for the story. and uh, But it, it was essentially about sort of moving on. And the story is about how you can, you know, transitions are a good time for leaving behind things as well as embracing new things. And uh, and I wanted to show how, like, when you're pregnant, you kind of, you've already got a little connection with your unborn child. And so there's sort of little bits of her kind of, the character talking 
to the baby. Um, but And she's sort of not sure at all what she's doing, but she's already forming that connection. So I hope that comes across in the book. That there's a sort of growing connection. It's going to be okay <laughs> at the yeah. end. But, um, but she doesn't know that, and that's what really it's about. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was very, very surprising to win. I didn't really expect much other than just to send this work on the story and get it right. And, um, and it was very nice to be kind of recognised. Absolutely. And where did you, how did you get to become a writer in the first place? Have you always written? Is this something that you did when you were younger? Um, um, where has it come from? <laughs> I think I always have done it. Um, it. It's just something I just did in spare moments or school holidays or... Um, university, you know, I, I studied a chemistry initially and then I um, read law and then I went on to train as a solicitor and okay. um, it was when I, you know, it was, none of that made any sense really. I was just sort of doing these things but um, I was always writing somehow in, in amongst this and, and making art. So there were the two things I used to do um, and uh, in fact writing was something I did as well and as art, in a, in a sort of um, strange way. So I had had a very big publisher take an interest in my first novel a long time ago, about 12, 13 years. And then after a lot of um, sort of backwards and forwards with their marketing team and the book sort of being changed and want, they're wanting big changes. And any, anyway, at the end of it all, the book didn't... They didn't like the book, or I didn't like the book. Nobody liked the book. Okay. And so it got dropped. And I find it very... It took, about two years of doing this and so it was very uh, sort of destructive process and um I couldn't really write at the end of that so I started making art and I worked on my portfolio and applied to St Martin's and got in to study um to, to on the foundation and it was such a wonderful time I was making sculpture I was making it was so one and that's actually when I started writing again because yeah. um, <laughs> it got you back in a good place I guess yes yeah and it's so art and writing are completely linked for me. So I, I mean, I always start my morning um, writing by, by painting, and then I'll sort of switch, <laughs> and um, and then sometimes I switch back in, later on in the day just to play with other ideas. So it's the two things are really important to me, and you know it's wonderful. And and, and to be honest, that's what when I um, do sort of community arts work and stuff, that's what I'm trying to kind of get everybody excited about, you know, this idea that you can make drawings and paint or make, I don't know, make dolls or whatever. So you mentioned the community art. I know you have a project called Story Hug. Could yes. you um, describe that a bit more for us, please? Well, Story Hug is a very um, sort of varied um, project, actually. It started off initially as storytelling with children. Um, I, I initially did it with my daughter just for fun, making up stories for her. And she used to love being part of this story world that we'd make. And um, I was making especially for her. And it was very, and it, you know, I think that's something I really wanted to encourage. And then I did a storytelling course at a place called the International School of Storytelling, which is a wonderful place in Emerson College in um, East Sussex. And um, it was all very... Um, very thoughtfully taught um, course about how you connect to stories, all the traditional stories, but finding meaning for yourself in these ancient tales. And I, it was wonderful for me, both as a, a mother and as a writer, to 
um, see how these stories worked in, in sort of inside you and how they made you feel and how the way you told them made other people feel. So after that, I was sort of inspired to run a little workshop session in a local community garden um, and then also to run my own workshops in this little woodland um, in a nature reserve where children would come with their parents and we'd all make art together and then we'd, the art that we made we'd, we'd use in little storytelling um, sessions with puppets and things and, and I'd get the kids to make up a story with me using little prompts and then I would have a prepared story and tell them sometimes a traditional story sometimes one I'd made up myself with puppets and things and it was all really fun and and I kept thinking well I'm enjoying this maybe other adults will so um, I applied to Arts Council of England for funding and I got funding to tr try Brilliant. try this out with adults in different groups I worked at Bernardo's and um, Lewisham um, sort of a seniors a kind of um, over 60s project and and uh, Sydney Gardens which is a kind of a mental health sort of um, charity and it was wonderful and it was so wonderful and then that 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 changed things too because people went away with just the ideas from the story and then they came back saying oh we've done the homework and I hadn't actually set any homework I'd just given them little strips of paper with little quotes from the stories but people had carried on working with all this and they'd written their own stories which were wonderful and poetry and so I began to think that maybe there's a writing sort of thing so now it's becoming more of a, a writing project for now um, so I ran I was with V22 Studios and, and they have a sort of summer thing where you can try out a project so I tried it out as a writing thing using the same ideas a playful kind of little miniatures and making up spontaneous stories, but then leading into a writing workshop. And somehow that element of play that I think is so important that I kind of try to um, embrace in my own practice led to the most incredible stories. And, and so I'm beginning to think that this, there's something here, that maybe I'm going to run some more um, kind of writing-related stories, uh, workshops, to see what happens. Because initially it was art only and stories, yeah. and now maybe stories and writing as well. But, um, that sounds fantastic. So it's evolving story. Hack. Yeah. <laughs> and alongside this, I know this year you are um, finishing a novel which will be yes. published towards the end of the year. Could you yes. um, share more about how this has happened and um, and tell us what you're allowed to tell us uh, about <laughs> it? <laughs> well, the, um, the novel's called Beautiful Place and it's coming out in September 2019 um, and it's been published by Salt Um the, uh, the book is about a little guest house on the coast of um, southern coast of Sri Lanka where there's um, sort of people coming and it's, it's, it's sort of stories about the people who run the, the place and the guests who come there and all kind of looking for ways of belonging and, and looking for home in some way and um, it's sort of sort of like a little mini world of its own this um guest house and um and it's with this sort of um very picturesque very exotic um isle, uh, part of the island but it's also got its political problems and um so it's sort of it's got challenges for the um and, and and it's also about sort of family and how you choose your family how you make community as a, as a and you know one of the big things about um my 
story hug work that I did for the Arts Council was the idea of home and how the project actually was called Displacement Dwelling Home and the idea of community as home um, kept coming up for me and, and, and in this, our storytelling and I, I sort of like the idea of stories and worlds and people who make home together and through choice and, and sort of through choice and determination to some extent you need to want this when you when you make community and to make the compromises that create community so um yeah I, I really that's sort of what the book is is sort of exploring through the eyes of different people and I love I love this um ability that you know to go into each character's sort of private world and to explore what's going on and what they want and how they kind of feel about things and putting them into situations where they show us. Yeah, well, as a reader, I absolutely love it when um, an author does that for me so that I can uh, explore these different worlds and these stories from different perspectives as well. Um, so I'm looking mm. forward to it. How did, um, how did it come about? I, uh, you, you mentioned um, that it's going to be published with Salt, the yes. publisher. Um, could you tell us about, about that process, how you've, you've managed ah. to go from shorter stories and novellas to... Um, to the novel? Well, um, Gatehouse Press, who published my novella, have been so incredibly supportive. Um, they um, passed the... They asked me if I had a, anything else that... And I had, I had the manuscript for Beautiful Place, so they had a look and passed it on to Salt, and Salt decided to go for it. And I'm eternally grateful to both, <laughs> both parties. They were amazing. So, um, yeah, and then... It's it's thanks really very much uh, the been the best thing ever you know, sending that novella into Gatehouse and they've been so supportive with both the novella and the um, the novel and uh, yes and so Salt now are you know really going to be publishing in September so I've given it the most amazing cover and it's good so it's looking really wonderful so I'm really excited. That's excellent. Um, you mentioned the how the writing and the art kind of come in in connection with one another in your life. You, you do mm. both most days. Mm. Um, and, and specifically how the art kind of lets the writing flow. But how does the writing um, influence the art that you do? Oh, that's interesting. If, if it does, I if, you, if, if, yeah, there's a, if there's sure. a connection that you see. Um, I'm not sure. I, can, I, I know there's a, if I know there's a connection that way around... Um, I think art probably is where um, I am most sort of exploratory, and I, or, or at least where I allow myself to be the most exploratory. I um, there's I sort of tend to one of the biggest things I suppose um, becoming a mother maybe onwards was being intuitive and allowing that to happen and to trust. Um, things that seem very slight, little whims, and um, and I, it's, I find it easier to do that in my art, um, and then it, then that lends itself to me playing in my writing a, a more. But um, initially, I think it's the it's in the art that it starts, or for me, um, I'll you know play with. Um, I was living in the mountains in Spain and I made my own... Um, wow. <laughs> it was last year. Amazing. And I made my own paints with the ochre in the mountains. And so, wow. Sort of <laughs> and so playing with the earth paints led to something else. And then um, that leads to... That led to me thinking about the the strange sort of 
with female figures, um, dancing characters I was painting and that led to me thinking about Baba Yaga and, you know, and it's sort of um, these, and then I think other stories are coming out of that now um, that aren't directly related to those drawings or to the paint or anything, but I think I have a feeling they are linked on the whole thing, even if it's just the way of being, um, I mean, the little exhibition I had in Spain, I had, I had my own sort of exhibition in Spain uh, last year where, where I made um, a little doll out of clay or wood or whatever I'd found a day. The idea was you had to make a doll in a day. Okay. And so, and then I'd fire, I'd paint them with the ochre and fire them in the wood fire and so the ochre would oxidise and change colour. And So I ended up having this big collection of weird dolls and I created three kind of installations um, of these dolls and, and a sort of a narrative that sort of came and went. And that, see, that that's the wonder of art for me that you don't have to ha you can narrative can be secondary you can play with other things and then the narrative sort of comes anyway and I love so that, that process that has come first for you in those ways yes wow so yeah I think it's um the art that always leads for me okay and and finally for me you you talk a lot about um about women um, you've talked about the connection with other women and also the connection between women and uh, mothers and daughters. Mm. Um, so what, what is it that draws you to um, the connections between women and the connections between mothers and daughters in your, in your work? Um, because it's so complex, I think, and, and it can be so painful and so enriching. Um, and... Um, I mean, motherhood for me has been this incredible, enormous learning curve. And uh, as I wrote in my um, novella, I, it, there was so much ambivalence for me personally as, as I was trying to um, explore in the story. Um, I really didn't know how I was going to feel and I didn't know if I was going to like it or if I was going to be any good at it or um, I was going to make a complete mess of it. It can be really scary, can't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I totally embraced that I, at the time. I remember... The, you know, knowing that there was no choice now, this is it, I was going to do it. And um, it was, it's sort of been more wonderful than I expected, you know, a million times over. So I think that's been, I don't know, that's probably the way I want the whole sort of the work as well to, 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 to go, you know, to kind of explore that kind of, possibility in connection you know with people amongst people and and also when it you know when it goes wrong in in it can be so from a completely kind of um writerly point of view it can be fantastic <laughs> as well because you, there's so much to look at then and um so yeah I think I I, I think I like I'm interested in in those sort of connections between people and 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 anything that's complex obviously has so many layers to explore that's the appeal, I think. Excellent. Thank you very much, Amanti. Thank you. So can you remind us uh, once more the name of your new novel and when it's going to be um, out for everybody to look out for? Um, the novel's called Beautiful Place and it's out in September 2019. Excellent. Thank you very much, Amanti. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This was Woman Up, a podcast series by Desperate Art Wives. <laughs>